Mr. Williger here, Epic Men Tribe. Rattling the cages and reigniting the fire. I'm here in beautiful Cherry Creek. You'd never know it from our background. Cherry Creek, Colorado, and I'm talking with a very dear friend of mine, someone you're gonna be fascinated to meet because he's got some really, really cool things to share with you in terms of physiology, psychology, and the art of persuasion. I'm talking with Dave Lacani, the president of Bold Approach, which is a business strategy, acceleration, and training company, but he's also an author of countless books, so many books, I can't possibly list them on one hand. <laughs> Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. You're listening to Epic Men Radio. Why don't you share a little bit about yourself and some yeah. of your background, and, uh, and then we'll jump off from there. Great. Yeah, like you mentioned, I've written a bunch of books, Persuasion, The Art of Getting What You Want, How to Sell When Nobody's Buying, Subliminal Persuasion, a bunch of other books. You can find them all on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, any place that you like them. Uh, I've had Bold Approach now for about 15 years, and uh, it's a business acceleration strategy firm, like you said. Uh, used to spend about 200 days a year on the road. I've spoken on every continent in the world except Antarctica. And uh, you've also scuba dived on just I, about I've every continent. Dived. Yeah, I've scuba dived on every uh, continent <laughs> except, in the world, except Antarctica. So when I go, I'm going to line up some harp seals and uh, maybe one or two other people. I'm going to make them listen to me talk, so then I can say I've done it all. I on love all it. the continents. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about the company in terms of what you do in terms of business acceleration. Yeah. Define that for us, because obviously. Uh, many of our listeners and viewers are entrepreneurs. This is what they're doing. They're right. looking, obviously, to take their businesses to the next level. Always. Who isn't, for that matter, for the yeah. most part? If we're not looking to sell it, we want to get it to the next level. So right. tell me about business acceleration in terms of what you guys do. It's a great question. So the things that we do, I, I did turnarounds for companies for a long time. So take companies that were either failing, so you know, and they, and they had got to a place where they either were going to fail completely or they were going to come back. And I started looking at the commonalities of those companies just the step before they actually started failing and where they were at, they usually one of three things happened. They failed because they lost their way in the marketplace, they failed because they had poor operational procedures, or they failed because they had they had just grown too quickly and now they didn't know what to do. Mm. Come on now. Come on! <laughs> this is live radio, live TV, let's do it. <laughs> there you go. Come see me. So, so as I started looking at that, I said, okay, what, what's really happening? How do we take the best ideas from all of those situations that help those companies come back and apply them earlier on? So the business acceleration strategy piece is taking a look at companies and saying, where are you at today? Where are you at? What do you need to do to grow? What are the very best techniques and strategies that you can implement right now? They're gonna help you take that leap ahead. Or what can you do that's gonna be disruptive inside of your industry today and make you different and stand out so that you can grow more quickly. Mm. And then operationally, how do you put all these pieces together for solid execution because implementation is everything and money follows action. How do you how do you take all of that, implement it properly so that you're able to then execute again and again and again and be able to have sustainable growth and quick growth. Mm. I love all of that. And again, that, that works into an overall strategy in terms of where are you now? Where do you want to be? Let's take a look at that and play and put a strategy in place to make that happen. One of the obstacles, certainly, that I think a lot of entrepreneurs, whether seasoned entrepreneurs or certainly new startups, run into is the psychology piece, yeah, right. which is their own mentality in many yeah. respects, yeah. especially for small businesses. You know, it's been my observation, at least, that in many respects, the, 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 the caps or the ceilings that we put on ourselves as entrepreneurs, as business owners, 
also equates to the kind of capsule we put on our business right. in many right. respects. Absolutely. How do you guys deal with that psychology on an individual basis with some of the entrepreneurs themselves? Well, we sit down and get them to be brutally honest about themselves, and that's not an easy thing to do all the time, mm. right? Because we all have our strengths and we all have our limits. And so when we take a look at what our real limits are, when you start out as an entrepreneur, you're probably wearing every hat in your business. But some of those hats don't fit quite right, right? <laughs> so you, I know you, you, you put them on and you know they don't look quite right, but you wear them anyway. Mm. At some point though, you have to look at them and say, who's better at this than me? And so what we do is we sit down and say, listen, because as entrepreneurs, let's face it, we're all sort of, you know, just a little bit of control freaks. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, I've got to keep my arms around this whole well, this thing. Is, this is the nature of the beast is one it of the is. reasons we got into business in the right. first place. Absolutely. Working for someone else. Absolutely. And so it's, so it's getting them to say, okay, how do you, how do you let go of a little bit of that control to someone who is so much better at this than you, mm. that they're going to be able to give you an incremental advantage because you're not doing this anymore. And step into this space for a minute and see what happens when you're not doing that. Mm. Where could you be putting all that extra time that's gonna help your business grow better, faster? Where are you gonna be able to innovate that you haven't innovated yet? Mm. And usually what happens if you can get to that moment of honesty and clarity, then people will say, you know what, that's right. And then you have them take a first step, right? And say, just try it, let's test it. Let's have a certain amount of time that we're gonna test this thing. Let's see what happens when we do it. You have to be open to the process and you have to be open to letting somebody who may know more about an area mm do what they know how to do best. And it may not be comfortable, it may not be what you're used to, but it may be the thing that makes your business greater. Well, we've all had that experience. I've certainly had that in my business in many respects. I mean, uh, I have, as an athletic club owner for many years, I thought I had to be hands-on everything. You know, granted, the, the, the athletic club industry is a microcosm of larger businesses and startups today in the tech world. But at the same time, I no felt like I had, it is, it's, it's no different. Yeah. I feel like I had to manage that front desk. I had to greet every person that walks in the door. We couldn't grow. Our first athletic club was, was a prime example. It was a petri dish of what not to do for me if I wanted, number one, as an athlete, to be able to spare some time to pursue right. my athletic endeavors, right. but number two, to actually grow and create something that is reproducible. Right. You know, if I just wanted that one gym and it was, hey, I love being behind that desk and greeting everyone along yeah. the way. I'm not worried about training myself and it's fun and it's great. And maybe I'll do that again when I'm retired, when I'm 90. Right. But then it was not the right approach. So letting go of that control, letting go of I need to do this myself. I'm the only one who can do it this well. Is a and let me add a little distinction to that as well. Mm -hmm. If you not just let go of the control, but if you start out by saying, here's the ex like that experience at the front desk. Mm. Here's what we want to happen. Here's what that looks like. And then document it, right? Make it, I mean, we're doing a video mm -hmm. on, a, on a phone right now, right? Mm -hmm. It's that simple, really, to sit down and say, I'm going to set this phone up, I'm going to record the next three interactions of the people who walk through, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to show you exactly what I expect and what I want to do. Then I'm just going to document that, and that's going to go in our library. Mm -hmm. And so the next person that I hire is going to be able to sit down and watch these three videos and know exactly how we expect it to be done. Interesting. I can measure against that. I can then, I can then when I do my evaluations, evaluate against it. And I have a reasonable and consistent expectation that everybody can meet. And then when I walk in, I can say, you know what, I saw that you didn't do that right. Go to video two, watch that again, see how I did that because that's really important. That takes 30 seconds of your time versus you getting frustrated and going nuts because now you've got to stop what you're doing and sit down and try and train this person again and all those things. So that documentation and that repetitive sort of motion of being able to say, listen, let's do this again, right? Let's watch this again, practice, try it. And then you get the sense of saying, okay, I know this is working, and your evaluation then becomes more effective too, mm. because you can say, you know what, I noticed you did this thing even better than I did it, and I really like what you're gonna do, so now what I wanna do is record you mm. doing that thing because it's so great. 
and then they get their buy-in and you see people grow, you see the business grow, but what you've done most importantly is create this experience that every time somebody walks through the door, they love it because it's such a wonderful experience and it's the same thing they would expect and notice when they see you. But here's the thing, that's just one piece of mm. that. You have to do the same thing in accounting, you have to do the same thing in, you know, if you're if you're in a gym, it's every piece of the operation in a gym. You have that documentation so if, if your person can't come in that day or they quit or they move or get hit by the proverbial bus, mm. then somebody else can walk in and within a short period of time they can be 70-80% of the way there. And with just a short period of growth, they're going to be all the way there. And then you don't lose those steps. You don't go back to putting that ill-fitting hat on mm -hmm. and saying, I'm just going to do this again until I do it. The problem is most entrepreneurs won't take that documentation step, though, right? And if they don't, it means that they're always relegated back to that position yeah. of doing yeah. it. And let me tell you what we never do well as entrepreneurs, the same thing twice. Yes. <laughs> we reinvent it every single time. Every time. There's always a better way to do it. Absolutely. You know, the yeah, I just read a new book. I just did, <laughs> hey, look, squirrel. Absolutely. I was saying the only better idea than the current idea is your next idea. That's right. And it That's keeps exactly happening again right. and again. But I got two, two really important things from that. One is the idea, and, and I hadn't voted this quite frankly, of videotaping mm -hmm. as opposed to the procedure manual. Right. Like, granted, we, right. we need to have a procedure manual, and again, most entrepreneurs in many respects don't do that even. They don't have those right. in terms of how things right. are done, how we want to do them. The only way, could you imagine a McDonald's, for example, right. with awesome. the ability to reproduce that model again and again without having a procedure final? But for many of us, documenting through video is a brilliant idea, brilliant training, because it's easy to watch, so much easier for someone to do that and to flip through and read a manual and then they trying to then they have their own vision right. of it anyway. They see exactly. you doing it. This is how it's done. Fantastic. Then take this next simple step, rip the audio out of the video, which you can do on an app on your camera mm -hmm. for two dollars and ninety-nine cents, <laughs> send that off to somebody on Fiverr or Elance who will then transcribe that for you into a Word document. You've got the basis of your manual, then edit that and you've got the video and the and the manual and you're done mm. in a very short period of time. It doesn't cost that much money and you've maximized your impact. Wow. Now you've written a book that how to sell when nobody's buying. Right. So I love that. I number one the title. I haven't had the pleasure of reading the book yet. I'm certainly it's got it's on my list right here in Audible. And so I want to talk just a little bit about that in terms of what entrepreneurs are facing today. We're living in an economic society now where People don't want to be sold. I mean, right. uh, just a quick example of that. My wife and I went out, we bought a new car the other day. Yeah. Fortunately, we were able to afford a beautiful new Mercedes-Benz, and the dealership was fantastic, and the people we dealt with was wonderful, but it's become a, an, a, a more even trade. Uh, in other words, I know as much or more about the car that I want, the price that people are paying, yeah. and the specific car itself, if I'm buying a pre-owned, for example, yeah. as the dealer or the person I'm dealing with himself. Absolutely. So it's much more equitable in that respect, and, and so they're not selling me anymore. Right. I don't want to buy anymore. I don't want to yeah. be sold anymore. Right. They're so facilitating a transaction, right? Yeah. That's all they're really doing. You know, the truth of the matter is, you pick up this, you pick up this little thing that we all have in our pockets, or our purses daily, mm. and you've got more information here available at your fingertips now than we had. You know, I mean, you th and we're old enough to remember when you know if you wanted this much information, it could take weeks. Hey, speak for yourself, man. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> I know you're, you're about ten years younger than me, but it's you know. But the, the reality of it is, you know, you would have to then like maybe write a letter, or you mm. would have to then go and make a bunch of phone calls and all those things. I can know everything about your business in two or three clicks. Mm. People know everything they need to know about you and your business and they can make a good decision about whether or not they A, even want to come in in the first place, or B, um, what they should ask or not ask. Because what it really does is lead us down all these paths, so we're very educated consumers. 
So, you know, these old kind of ideas around, oh, I can BS somebody a little bit, or I'll just, you know, hey, buddy, I'm a good guy, just buy, you know, that doesn't cut it anymore. You have to be equally knowledgeable. So when people come in and they exhibit their knowledge, you have to be able to, you know, say, oh, I think you probably found this information or saw this information. Have you considered this or that? So that whole educational sale, that consultative sale becomes so much more important. Mm -hmm. And facilitating the pieces of information that people don't know, because here's the reality of it, we're all victims of our own cognitive biases, right? So the first thing we see tends to be the thing that we believe the most. The mm -hmm. last thing we see is the thing we remember the most. In the middle is all this information that we got, but you know, if I hear something that really appeals to me and I think, oh yeah, that sounds just like me, then that becomes the truth. Mm -hmm. And it may not be right, but it's real. And so when I come into the store, then somebody has to not, rather than saying, you're wrong, because then I'm like, screw you, I'll go to the next Computational? guy. Computational? Yeah, right. I'm gone. You know, you have to say, wow, tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. How did you come to that? Well, I found this or that. Oh, did you know this? Or have you seen these things? Let me show you this. And use this tool the same way, right? Say, let me show you this video, or let me show you this mm -hmm. review, or let me show you this site. You may find some more information here you find useful. In fact, based on what you're saying, I think you'll find this really useful. Can I show you something that'll take 90 seconds? Yeah, let me see that. Boom. You're know, looking at it. Now you've just become this consultant, you've become somebody who is really trying to push it. And never once have I said, you should buy this versus that or mm. anything else. All I'm saying is, great, you're smart enough to know what you came in for. You knew you wanted a Mercedes. You didn't go to the BMW dealer and say, can I buy a Mercedes? <laughs> you went to the Mercedes dealer because that's what you wanted. And so the result is then we just have to then constantly think of ourselves as facilitators of this sale and as educators and consultants around the sale. Mm. All people want, and ultimately at the end of the day, they still want the same thing. They still want to know this is the right decision. I should buy this thing. And they want to feel comfortable that if they buy it, and it doesn't work out, they can bring it back, they can do whatever they want. Mm. You know? So those, th this big idea that a lot of people miss is the simple idea of, of um, being able to do a simple return or something like that. If they, you know what, if you don't like it, I'd rather you bring it back, try something new, or mm. let me send you to the person who I think is going to have the next better thing because they'll remember that, they'll tell everybody about it, and it becomes successful. Dave, I am thrilled to death that what you're selling is me on me and them on them because I'm sold, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Daniel Pink talks about it in the terms of moving. Instead of selling, we're moving people right. towards something. Exactly. Hopefully, it's the objective that they want. If not, we can illustrate in a way that helps them, that creates rapport, that maybe that's not necessarily what you're looking for. Maybe you're looking for a different experience. Yeah. Let me show you how you might be able to obtain that in many respects. And this is where persuasion comes in, mm -hmm. so importantly, because really what we're really trying to do is we're trying to increase emotional content. Mm. So if you really love a Mercedes, I, I want you to be in love with a Mercedes when you leave. I want to show you all the things you didn't already know. I want to show you all these hidden little features and the hacks mm. and the things mm. you can do so that you're just like, oh my God, this driving experience got so much better, right? But what I'm really trying to do is heighten that emotion, heighten that emotion, heighten that emotion, because if you go to the BMW dealer after that, it's not going to feel as good. No. And you're going to, even if you think, now, you know, this is like $5,000 more for this car, but I love it so much more. Yeah. We just yeah. had this experience. I was with my, I was with my partner, Sarah, and we were at a store and we were looking at a piece of furniture. One cost $1,000 more than the other. They were not significantly different, mm -hmm. but she kept coming back and saying, I just love that There's one. Something about that I other one. I love that yeah. one. And yeah. it's, you know, and so, okay, great. Yeah. Now, if you're a salesperson, all you have to do is just point out a couple little differences and here's why you love it so much more. Yeah, that's right. Boom, mm -hmm. done, sold. Make it obvious. This right. is why. This is yeah. one of the things, yeah. And exactly. we've had that experience as well, and exactly with that furniture. Mm -hmm. We had a certain budget for an end table we were looking for, and we kept looking and looking and looking. We didn't quite find the piece that we were yeah, some great pieces. Would have fit perfect, would have looked great, but it just didn't have that 
mm, that little right. emotional stimuli that we were looking for ultimately. And we did wind up in a place and they, we saw something we absolutely fell in love with. We didn't really, couldn't really define exactly why. And it's exactly what the owner of the store did. But he was the owner of the store. Right. He took ownership of that. And yeah. he wasn't trying to sell us on anything. Right. Ultimately, he made a fantastic deal with us. And we were all happy. We walked away happy. Perfect. So let's go back real quick. Yeah. Our last thing, because I know we got to get you out of here. You've got some shopping to do. In fact, that furniture store is right next door. Nice. And you're going to head right over there with That's your right. lovely Sarah in a moment. Um, so I do want to go back to persuasion real yeah. quick. Because we, we touched base on that for a moment. And this is something you've written extensively on and it's the first time we met you were talking about persuasion right you were sharing a little bit about your history and your yeah. experience which by the way is it davelacani.com where can we send people bold to approach. learn more com. about you what yeah. was it bold approach bold approach .com. Com. Yeah. you got to go there and learn a little bit more about dave it's fascinating and uh, so i was sold on you i was sold on what you were talking about and the idea of persuasion let's talk about some of the elements as a business owner and as an entrepreneur in terms of what we need to be able to master in ourselves to be able to move, as Daniel Payne talks about, not only other people, right. but also our employees or our business in the direction that we want it to go. So I'm going to tell you the most important skill you can master that's going to help you as a leader, that's going to help you as an entrepreneur, that's going to help you uh, as information that you can share with your salespeople and that you can teach them is storytelling and story selling. Mm. Because you didn't buy a Mercedes because it, it functionally does the job of moving you from one place to yeah. another better. I mean, a Hyundai will do that, right? You bought the story of the Mercedes and this idea of not only what this car represents mm. in terms of its, you know, its classic driving ability, its great workmanship, craftsmanship, all of those things, but also how you see yourself and how you see yourself represented in it. No question. And so, and the same is true in your business. When you want people to give an experience, you have to tell them the story so that they see themselves being a part of that mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. So stories, but the, the great part about storytelling is it's our oldest form of communication. It's how we started learning. The caveman drew pictures on the walls. Mm -hmm. They didn't draw a picture of a buffalo. They drew a picture of a hunt, right? And, and it told a story. And our earliest memories and learnings are, are probably parents or grandparents reading stories to us, telling us about our histories. The thing you remembered about me is the story I told about how I grew up in a religious cult, right? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing that, that people remember. So as you learn how to tell these stories, what you're doing is I'm trying to get my story to over, overlap with yours as a salesperson. And if I can do that in persuasion, then my persuasion job is mostly done because mm. we start feeling very simpatico, right? That's where real rapport happens. And so then as I understand your story, elicit it, tell me more about that. Mm. Tell me why mm. this Mercedes is such a great thing or tell me why that piece of furniture matters so much. All of a sudden now you've got people who are, we're, we're not a salesperson and a, and, you know, and a buyer communicating. We're people who are sharing a story mm. and this similar shared history and it really makes sense to do business with people like that. Same is true of your employees as well. They want to buy the story of the company they work with. And when you see it working really well, and you see it in a lot of companies, you know, the ones that come to mind right away are things like Zappos or, you know, Google and places like that where they have these rich histories. Well, guess mm. why they have rich histories? They actually have people who do nothing but curate the stories mm. of the company and make sure everybody understands the story and how to tell it. So that is probably the key persuasion wow. skill anybody can learn right now. That's fascinating. So learn how to tell stories. You've told some great stories, all of them true, all of them influential, all of them helping move us from where we want to be, certainly me personally, and I know that you listeners as well, to where ultimately you want to wind up with your business and in your life. You can find more about Dave Lacani at boldapproach.com. I encourage you to go there, look at some of the strategies that they are disseminating through their trainings and teachings, and certainly learn more about Dave himself. I'm Tom Terwilliger with Epic Men Tribe, rattling the cages, 
and reigniting the fire. We'll talk to you guys soon. That's how winning is done. Thanks for listening to Epic Men Radio. Now get off your ass and give us a review on iTunes. And make sure you subscribe to and share Epic Men Radio with other men in your tribe so no one will ever miss a single empowering episode. You can also find us at epicmen.com.